intimidated by that. Yeah. Okay. It's right there. So any Harris, this is if you say anything heretical, it'll it's gonna explode. We're, so okay. don't don't uh, don't <laughs> we'll do that. Edit that out. Yeah, okay. The Harris is right. out. Uh, yes, yeah, so um, Church of Our Savior um, is so wonderful to be back. Um, I see so many familiar faces, and to those of you who, um, who weren't here when I was here, I was an intern in um, a diocesan intern in 20, I think it was 2019, for about six months, and um, I just discerned my call here, really. I, I loved um, serving in this church and getting to know all of you. And I'm so grateful to this warm, welcoming community who um, just really helped shape my understanding of my soon-to-be, God-willing priesthood. March 23rd at San Jose, <laughs> you were all invited. It's not, that was right down the road. I would love to see any and all of you there. Um, I would like to start just with a word of prayer. Um, the Lord be with you. Let us pray. Loving God, help uh, to guide my words tonight and to enliven the hearts of those who are here to hear them. Send your Holy Spirit so that we can learn to learn about your spiritual disciplines to grow closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So Joe asked me to talk tonight about a spiritual discipline that has been freeing for me. And um, I thought back on some of the spiritual disciplines that I've done in past Lent and in past Lent's. And I have to tell you that there are some that have not been freeing, that felt like a burden, and, the, and, and, and things that I frankly decided never to do again. Um, I grew up as a Presbyterian, and in the Presbyterian church there, we at that time did not have the practice of observing Lent. And so when I became an Episcopalian, it was all new to me. And the, my first year, I decided to give up sugar, all sugar. And that was so hard for me. Um, I have a sweet tooth, and I didn't make it. I, really, I didn't make it to Easter. I didn't. I didn't make it to Easter. And so I had this experience of feeling um, like a failure, like I had tried to do something to, for God, to give up something for God, and I hadn't lived up to that promise. And that is what made it feel like, like a burden. And I was really concerned the next year about deciding what to do because I didn't want to have that same experience. And so um, a few years ago, I decided to do, actually to be intentional about what I wanted to do for Lent. I prayed about it. I, I tried to determine what it was I wanted to get out of that practice. And that was just to return to God, to see God more in my life, and to be reminded of God's promises. And so that year, I decided to pray Compline every night for the entire Lent season. So Compline is a service, as you know, in the prayer book, which is right at the end of day. And by the end of the, the Lenten time, I knew almost all the words of the prayers, and I really appreciated having that time with God at the end of the day to reflect. And I recognized that what I had done by actually being intentional about what I wanted, you know, 
discerning really what kind of Lenten practice I wanted to have helped me to have a better experience. So instead of giving up something, adding um, Compline was a very, a very good experience. But either of these, fasting or um, giving up um, other practices or <coughs> adding a prayer practice, those are all fine. It's just that adding Compline made more sense for me at the time. In choosing a spiritual discipline, it's important just to remember what the point is, which is not to add something to our to-do list, or it's not a New Year's resolution. It's to help us to learn to return to God, to repent, to change our way during the day, get out of whatever, you know, um, whatever practices we're in, do, you know, automatic practices to get into a a state of seeing things in a new way. Now, saying all that, the purpose of the spiritual discipline, you can, you can choose what, whatever you want. None is better than the other. But I want to share tonight that um, a spiritual discipline that has been especially freeing for me at this time. And that is to pray scripture prayerfully, to read scripture with a prayerful intention. And for me, reading scripture prayerfully is a completely different way of reading scripture than I have been used to over the last several years. I just graduated in May, last May, from school. And I loved, I always loved Bible study. And I absolutely loved going to seminary. I loved trying to learn Greek words. <laughs> trying. <laughs> I loved reading church history and learning about the historical context of, of text. And I, I really enjoyed just determining what Jesus means in the parables and what does the scripture reveal about the nature of God. This type of reading is very important. And it's very important for preachers, and it's very important for people who study the Bible. It's very important for all of us, but it's not the only way. And for me, it had become a way of using only my intellect to, to engage with Scripture. I felt like I had that there is a right answer to all of those questions, and I had to find it. And I was using really just... Um, an analytical approach, I had, in a way, forgotten that there's God, God-inspired scripture. It is living, and it has something to say to us that, personally, that is not just the right answer to what Jesus meant in the parables, or what the life was like in, first, in the first century, the Holy Spirit inspired scripture in writing it, and the Holy Spirit inspires us when we read it to hear it. And it can become somewhat of a conversation between us and God. So fortunately at seminary, I had a professor who required that, and it was a biblical studies professor, Old Testament professor, who required us to study the scripture very deeply and carefully and 
find, you know, look up all the words and get all the historical context, all of that part of exegesis, but also said, you must read the Psalms prayerfully. We had to do that. And there was no test. There was no, there were, it was just reading prayerfully. It's not a Bible study. It's a prayerful reading. And it requires having the outlook that the Holy Spirit will guide you to hear what God is saying to you in the text. This practice is centuries old. Some people, in some cases known as Lectio Divina. And it's a very old way of reading scripture. The, the way of reading scripture in the Bible study type of way would ask us, you know, Let's take, for example, what we're going to read tonight in a minute. At the, when Jesus meets the Samaritan woman at the well, if you were going to buy, do a Bible study on that or try to figure out what to preach on it, you would find out what the practices were like around gathering water in the first century. You would want to know what the relationship was like between the Jews and the Samaritans at the time. You would ask the question, is the Samaritan woman anywhere else in Scripture? But to read prayerfully, you would put all of that historical documents, all of the dictionaries and commentaries aside. All of those things do matter. But for us right now, and for what we intend to do, we can put that away and focus on, intentionally focus on, the words that are spoken in the passage. And all we need is the word of God and a prayerful intention. This method is really simple. It involves selecting a text and reading it through three separate times. Some of you may have heard of this or done it before. You read it through three separate times and then after each time there's a period of silence and reflection. And during the silence and reflection after that, we are guided by prompts to focus more on what God, to help us focus on what God is saying to us in the scripture. So I'm going to do a, give a handout now, which goes through this process, but also we're going to do it with each other. I can help you. You want to help We're going to do it with each other tonight. And I will need two people to volunteer to read. Anyone would like to read for us tonight? We've got our volunteers. Thank you. <laughs> I'll read it the first. I'll read it the first time, and then you guys can read it. Do we have enough? Thank you. Yeah, I think you need one, sir. I'm not going to want it. 
thank y'all for sharing. <laughs> right, exactly. For this, we don't need to know. <laughs> so we, uh, we begin reading scripture with a word of prayer. And that is to help us to center and to allow God to speak to us, to acknowledge the fact that the Holy Spirit will enliven the words for us. Let us pray. God, send your Holy Spirit to us so that we can learn, listen, and grow closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I will read the passage first through one time. And all um, you need to do is sit quietly and listen. Um, as you're listening, you may have questions about things. You may wonder what is happening here. Where, where, where are we in the Gospel of John? What is, God, what is John even saying to us? I'm confused. But try to let those thoughts pass out of your mind and listen for an image or a word or a phrase that comes to you, okay? This is from John 4. Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given him, given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman from Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us that well, and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I give will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. So we'll have a minute of silence. Think about a phrase that stuck out to you. All right, now share someone, please. I'll share with you which word, what, which word stuck out, struck out to me. Bucket. Bucket. I don't know why. I read this three times already today. 
to prepare, and I have no idea. I don't even think I noticed the word bucket. Who, what other words did you guys notice, or phrases, or images? A Samaritan woman. Gushing, Samaritan woman. The Jews. What's that? The Jews. The Jews. Give me a drink. Give me a drink. Tired out by noon. <laughs> I've never noticed that before. Why? 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 Why is it that why noon is, is there? Yeah. <laughs> and how often do we get the time of something in the text? It's a thought more than a word. Okay. But the thought is, God approaches you, or can approach you, when you're alone. By yourself. That is. That's what it's. That is what it's saying to you. That is actually part of the the next step too. Is to come up with. How? What? It, yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Thank you. No. No. That's okay. You're ahead of us. <laughs> you. You don't even have to read it twice. <laughs> One time is all you need. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you get that living water? Living water. That's a beautiful image. Thirsty or thirsty? Thirsty. 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 I'm going to expound on yours and I'm going to say the phrase no bucket. No bucket. Right. He had no bucket. Okay, so who is like to read next? Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to stand over? Whatever. That probably helped. Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, You would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give them, the water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Okay, take a moment to reflect on the words you just heard again. And the phrase or image that came to you the first time we read it. This time, let 
ask God or uh, ask God to increase your focus to give you um, an idea about what this word or phrase is related to in your life right now. Okay, now, get comfortable with the person next to you (laughs) or someone sitting close by and share only what you want to. Um, You can share more about the phrase or the word that you were drawn to. Or if you feel comfortable, share what it made you think of or what it might mean for you. You'll have a chance to do it one more time. <laughs> I used to teach school, I guess. Um, is there anyone who would like to share with the group 
uh, something that they, they talked about, something they heard. Is there anyone who would like to share? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I knew that was in here. <laughs> sharing. Jesus was waiting. Hmm. <laughs> Anyone else? To me, the, 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 one of the last lines was that she said, give me the divorce. To me, that was uh, she could recognize that uh, her shortcomings or that she should make you recognize Jesus to the point where he was would be her mm. Right. She sees that she wants, needs the water from him and not the other way around. Would anyone else like to share what they... I have to admit I don't know why the word bucket kept coming back for me, but that's how I think this works is investigating or just listening to God. I, I went down a different path about the bucket. Okay, I would love to hear. <laughs> um, it was my concept that all wells have a bucket with a rope, and so not everybody has to bring their 50-foot rope to get down to the water. Mm. And they bring the well, the bucket back up, and then fill their bucket out of the well bucket. So why was there no bucket? Why was there no bucket? And I don't know what the symbolism of it. Right. And, yeah, and what it means that Jesus had no bucket. Maybe Jesus is the bucket. I mean, no. I will go with that. <laughs> that can be a good answer to my question about why that word kept coming up. But this is one of the, this is the way it, it happens. You know, that word comes up to me that I didn't even notice before or something, you know, stands out. And I can continue to say. Jesus is on your bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> I have met Jesus. <laughs> Again and again, more. Yeah. Uh, well, thank y'all for sharing. Sarah. Yes. Uh, the 
thing that, that, that stuck out with me is, is the, the fact that uh, Jesus approached her through the conversation, the Samaritan woman, and they had no, no, they shared nothing in common you know, between the Jews and the Samaritans. Right. Which, um, which we're called to do as well. And not see, not not let the differences be a wall or, mm. or um, an obstacle. Right. And we're supposed to see him and everyone. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you. The um, the the fact that they're not really supposed to interact is very important. That Jesus widens his circle. I mean, I think even by talking to a woman, I right. think is, you're right, uh-huh. Okay, we're going to listen one more time. Um, and this time, think about what God is saying to you. Yeah, think about what God is saying to you in the text. Um, moving beyond what, like what, what it might mean, but what it might mean for you. Um, is there a connection to your life, to your daily life? Is there a, something that God might be wanting you to pray about or to do? Just, um, just keep that in mind. What does it mean for you? All right. Here, I'll hold my the mic. I don't need a mic. I don't think. Um, you don't have to. <laughs> Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews did not, or Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become to them, will become in them a spring of water, gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Of sitting silently and focusing on what God might be saying to you through the word or image that has 
been the focus of your attention? Now take a minute to share with someone next to you what comes up, and then you'll have an opportunity to share with the group if you want to.
y'all do? It sounds like you have a lot to say about the scripture, <laughs> or you're chatting, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> is there anything, um, anyone who would like to share after this last time of reading through? Anything new that they saw, or what it might mean to you personally, those images or words that God spoke to you in reading scripture prayerfully? I do think also um, that I had a lot about this I've never considered before, but that, that they were referred to as our grandfathers, that they did, they were related, weren't they? Oh, yeah. That they had a, 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 a root together. Right. Isn't that right? Uh-huh. That's, I didn't notice that, yeah. But so mm-hmm. they were brothers and sisters mm-hmm. to the... Ninth, tenth degree. Right. They all uh-huh. came from the same family. Same father. Same, same well, same mm-hmm. grandfather. Grandfather. Way, way back grandfather. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Am I right on that? Yes, they were from the same line. The Samaritan, the Jews considered the Samaritans to have tainted the line. But yes, but they, they were. They, so they were all were Abraham. Isaac, Abraham. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They were the same. Yeah. And even though they lived very separate lives. The same. Mm-hmm. It's like we need to think about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So I was going to just expound on what Jennifer said about Christ was waiting. He was tired, thirsty, he's waiting, mm-hmm. he's approaching. And I find that that's what I am daily. I'm tired, thirsty.
to see both God and fully God and fully man. Mm. Sorry, I think Jesus is the bucket. I don't know that. <laughs> Jesus is the bucket full of the living water. Yeah. That I need every day. Yeah. Anything else? Is it is it seven twenty nine? You guys have so much to share. I really thought that this would be over at like seven, and I was like, Joe, we're definitely going to be out by seven twenty nine. So I'm so glad you guys shared so much. Um, thank you, thank you for, for participating and for being here tonight and for um, just all of the support and love that you all showed me throughout my discernment. I really appreciate it. Um, I wa I'm wanted to share this discipline with you tonight as a freeing way of reading scripture. Not, it's been freeing for me and I hope that you can find some freedom in it as well. Um, are there, is there, Anything else we know? I mean, we've got a solid three and a half minutes for questions. <laughs> I asked all the questions. Do you have questions? <laughs> I would like to say, if you're interested in reading about this, I put some resources here at the bottom. Um, the book Praying the Bible is a very, very good book. It goes deeply into this um, the historical aspects of reading the scripture this way and also um, expands on the way that Christ can be known to us in scripture if we pray this way. So. I, I use an app called Lectio 365 oh. and um, it follows, it only does usually twice through this, the scripture. Mm -hmm. Um, I find it very helpful. You might, if you want to really take the time to do what you were saying, you might want to pause it, right? But it takes about 10 minutes just to listen to it. And I have found that to be really, really helpful. Uh, Lectio 365 is on Apple or Android. So, okay. Yeah. you find it better to read it or listen to it? I do both. I find I do both when I read it and listen to it at the same time. If I'm driving down the road listening to it, I get not as much of it. There's also a, there's a morning and an evening one in that app, so and I do both, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Lectio. Lectio, like it says Lectio Divina down here. It's Lectio three six five is the name of the app. Like the number of days in the year. Uh, like the number of days. In the year. Mm -hmm. All right, you're gonna bless us. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank God. Pray God for Sarah as she moves towards uh, the calling to which you called her. And uh, we pray for her a long and fruitful ministry as a priest in your church. And now, may the peace of God which passes all understanding of your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God, and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs> Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. <laughs> oh, I, oh, yeah, we didn't blow up. I do want a picture of Jeff. I do want a picture of Jeff. Anna loves Jeff so much.